0: Welcome to
1: Candidates of Liberty, a special series from Lions of Liberty dedicated to spotlighting libertarian candidates across the country. If you enjoy our work, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty.
0: All right, friends, it is I, Mark Claire, your host today on another edition of our brand new spin off show candidates of liberty with me today is a libertarian candidate for senate from the fine state of utah which i recently visited his race is particularly notable as one of his opponents for that senate seat is none other than mitt romney so it's sure to be attracting a lot of national attention i'm very pleased to welcome craig bowden craig are you ready to roar
1: absolutely
0: All right, Craig. Well, why don't we just start things off at the beginning, wherever that may be for you. How did you become a libertarian and why are you a member of the Libertarian Party?
1: Um, I would say that the uh, first real uh, introduction to kind of a libertarian viewpoint would have come from my time in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was deployed to Iraq uh, back in 2004, did another combat deployment in 2005. And if you all know the history of that, it all started with the infamous weapons of mass destruction uh, argument as why we were being sent. Well, after a couple of years of deploying and training to deploy and having never found any of them other than what we supplied during the Iran-Iraq war, uh, that just kind of started having me question if the government got something so big so wrong, what else are they doing wrong? and after a while i was introduced to uh dr ron paul and kind of saw that he had this whole philosophy that i agreed with um in 2012 when he was not the presidential nominee and uh, was basically shut out as the most freedom-loving candidate that was available um i decided that i was going to leave the republican party permanently and then i found out that there was this entire party that pretty much believed in the same things that Dr. Paul was talking about. And so naturally, I went and uh, checked them out and found out that there were some people that largely agreed with what I had to say and what I believed in.
0: Uh, Well, you certainly would not be the first person to be inspired by Dr. Ron Paul. As you can imagine, that's a name that comes up a lot on this program. Uh, What inspired you to run for this particular office? Why did you decide uh, to take a shot and run for a U.S. Senate seat?
1: Um, Originally, um, I I had chosen to run for the U.S. Senate because we had a gentleman that had been sitting in office uh, for 42 years, uh, Senator Warren Hatch. He's actually the longest serving Republican Uh, in the Republican Party for the U.S. Senate. Um, And to me, when I looked back on his history, he ran on a policy of what do you call a senator who has been in Washington, D.C. for three terms? You call him home. And so I was just basically looking to hold his feet to the fire and get some libertarian message out there while I was at it. And in the meantime, he decided that he was going to retire at the end of this term, and his handpicked, you know, successor, basically, who he asked to run was Mitt Romney, and so I kind of got stuck with that as an end result. Um, So it wasn't that I wanted to run against Mitt Romney. Uh, I I had originally signed up to run against Warren Hatch, but more so, I, I really wanted to be able to be a strong voice for liberty and give people an option where they didn't have to hold their nose in order to vote for what they believe in.
0: Well, it may be a blessing in disguise in some way because obviously Romney has a lot of backing. He has a lot of political clout. He has clearly a lot of financial backing and he's sure to draw at least a lot of attention to that race. So hopefully you can find a way to garner some of that attention that uh, will certainly be uh, circling around this race itself. And since you bring up Mitt Romney, I think I'd be remiss not to address uh some rumors that i saw last week about attempts to recruit mitt romney into the libertarian party and i believe you actually sent a letter to the lnc attempting to address that so okay uh, can you address where this rumor comes from if there's any credibility to it at all
1: um yes i had actually been going through a, a vetting process for an endorsement uh it was from governor weld's uh people um what, what it sounds like after having talked to some individuals, uh, my, my initial concern was I was told that I wouldn't be getting his endorsement because uh, of the connections there with uh, Mitt Romney and that there was an attempt uh, evidently to bring him into our camp um, with, with, you know, hopefully we could soften his stance on uh, things like the drug war and be able to bring him in. Um, but what, what I found out, uh, having talked to uh, some people who are a little bit higher level, a little bit closer to Governor Weld, uh, is that whoever I had spoken to in that phone conversation was not actually speaking on behalf of uh, Governor Weld. Um, so whether those uh, rumors are true on that phone call or not are still to be certain. Uh, you know we we've got people in the background that are looking into it to confirm a little bit more. Uh, the biggest concern from me was that it was somebody that was going through an endorsement process with me on behalf of Governor Weld, and mm-hmm. that there was talk about bringing Mitt Romney in. And so that that just really you know kind of hit me in the gut a little bit. I actually waited about a month and a half to even say anything. Um, because it was actually me that was involved. If it had been any other candidate that I had found out similar information, I would have been all over it immediately. Uh, the, the struggle was I didn't want it to seem like I was trying to make a name for myself or trying to be the latest drama of the week. Uh, that, that was uh, the, the top concern for me. And it wasn't even so much about the endorsement. Uh, You know, I've been rejected on endorsements before uh, for various reasons, whether it's business policies from the individual, uh, their board of directors or whatever, or they're focused on uh, some other aspect. Uh, Gary Johnson, for instance, uh, he he was heavily involved with uh, our America initiative. And with their 501c3 status, they were worried that, uh, you know, endorsing a candidate would possibly conflict with them, uh, maintaining a nonprofit status. You know, so re- rejections on uh, e- endorsements are a common thing. It was just the Mitt Romney in the background that was kind of concerning because it almost seemed like there was a possible undermining of a candidacy that was going on. Um, but we don't have any 100% solid information yet on actual players. Uh, so as of right now, we can chalk it up to a rumor and unfortunate drama that I may have. Uh, been a pretty big cause of
0: okay so so we don't know that that governor weld is actually attempting to bring Mitt romney into the party uh but you you did not receive that endorsement Is that is that correct
1: uh as of right now no there there has not been an endorsement of my candidacy i did however get to receive uh some kind words, basically, uh, to try to hopefully push the needle into getting me into the debates here this October.
0: OK, so uh, e- either way here, uh, Mitt Romney is obviously going gonna to be your biggest hurdle here in, in getting headway. He has obviously a huge amount of support in that state, particularly with the LDS community. So how do you plan on reaching out to potential Romney voters?
1: Um, my, my primary concern isn't uh, Romney voters, Wilson voters, Democrats, Republicans. Uh, My message has been Utah. Um, It it doesn't matter what letter is attached to the name or how you affiliate on your registration, uh, who who you even may be voted for in the primary. Uh, What we've been doing is we've been getting out to as many events as possible. As a matter of fact, we just passed 160 events. Uh, Just this week, uh, we had a couple of events out in Salt Lake City, just talking with some neighborhood communities at some parks and things like that, and just getting to sit down and talk with the people, uh, share our ideas, uh, talk to them, you know, just on that one-on-one basis, because I found that when we can actually talk to people in a way that they understand and kind of approach uh, through some empathy, uh, understanding where they're coming from on issues, probably 99% of the time, they're going to be agreeing with you. Um, I think that a lot of people are libertarian and just haven't had a libertarian candidate or representative really sit down and talk to them like they're a person. Um, And so that's one of the ways. Uh, We've also been fighting really hard to get into the debates uh, because that's going to be the biggest uh, way for us to reach the most amount of people at once. Uh, There's also the traditional routes. We've been doing a lot of advertising. We've done, we're we're working on uh, ramping up some radio advertising. We've been doing billboards, newspaper inserts. Uh, We've been doing a lot of canvassing. And my team told me today that we actually had surpassed 115,000 phone calls since we started. Uh, So we're, we're doing a lot of work to actually reach out to the voters and speak about what we have a vision for in utah and the country
0: uh, now this is sort of breaking news craig uh, at the time that we're recording this but uh, i guess recently the uh, the church of latter-day saints the lds uh, they came out against uh, i guess against a proposition that is coming up uh, in re- regards to medical marijuana so you can can you speak on that a bit and uh, what your response to that is going to be
1: Um, Yeah, certainly. Uh, Earlier today, uh, Elder Dallin H. Oaks, a member of the first presidency, joined in a press conference with other groups who have been opposed to the medical cannabis initiative uh, that we've been fighting for for about the last year. Um, The Libertarian Party, uh, some elements of the Democrat Party, as well as uh, several uh, medical cannabis organizations, we all got together and we worked to not only draft the language of this uh, bill so that it would actually, you know, be reasonable uh, to people, uh, especially those who aren't quite ready for uh, the the full-on libertarian uh, spectrum of full legalization, uh, where we're kind of toning it down for the medical there. Um, but we fought hard. We got hundreds of thousands of signatures and fought uh, multiple attempts to get it kicked off of the uh, uh, signature collection route. Uh, There there was also a pending lawsuit to try to get it kicked off the ballot. And now the church has actually come out against it as well. Um, Some of the other organizations are your regular players, um, you know, like sheriff's associations, um, other law enforcement agencies and organizations, you know, the people that actually benefit from the war on drugs, Uh, as well as some of the pharmaceutical uh, companies where they they obviously have a vested interest financially uh, to to block these kind of measures. Um, There's been a lot of misinformation being spread around, but the big one today was that the LDS Church did officially join. And the spokesman who stepped up to join that was actually a member of the first presidency, which is the top leadership of the church. Um, now, as to how I've been, I, I am responding uh, is pretty much how I have always been responding, and it actually does go uh, back to the the church's stance, which is called agency. Um, I'm actually a member of the church myself, and part of our doctrine actually states that the whole reason why we came to Earth was in order to be able to make choices. And so the church actually taking a position that we should deny choice is antithetical to the the whole reason and purpose of being on, on the planet in the first place. Um, so I am taking it from a slightly religious standpoint. Um, but ultimately with a a separation of my personal religion, um, I I can't enforce, you know, what I personally believe on another person. Um, you know, when, when you look at things, What I choose to do, as long as I'm not harming somebody else, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff shouldn't be a crime. And the same it goes for those who are seeking these medical treatments is it shouldn't be a crime for them to seek them. And so we're trying to give them that option. Uh, by voting it on the ballot because the legislature has failed to move it forward multiple Mm -hmm. times. And so my message is that I'm going to stand with the patients. I'm going to stand with the families that have to worry whether or not their loved one is going to go to jail or whether another family member is going to go to jail trying to get them those treatments. And Mm -hmm. if I can't stand with the patients, then I can't stand for anything.
0: Well, I'm sure it's uh, somewhat of a difficult position for you to be in to uh, sort of have to go uh, choose, in, in a sense, choose between uh, the church that you're a member of and uh, your, your principles and your philosophy. But it sounds like you're you're sticking to the principles and sticking to the positions uh, put forth by the Libertarian Party. So so that's really good to see. Um, another question, Craig. Uh, if the unthinkable, as you might say, happened and uh, you were actually elected to the U.S. Senate, what would be one or maybe just a few of the first acts you would take as a U.S. senator, as a senator representing the the Libertarian Party and the ideas of liberty?
1: Well, one one of the very first things that I'd like to do, and it kind of goes to a broader sense of taxation, um, you know, a lot of people have heard the term taxation is theft uh, from a lot of Libertarians. And one of the ways to demonstrate kind of that general principle is I'd actually like to go after something that Democrats and Republicans can agree on. And that is the overtime uh, additional taxation that is tacked on to people who, you know, work a few extra hours a week. Uh, Essentially, you have about a 40% increase on your taxes if you choose to work past 40 hours. And to me, you know, obviously those aren't individuals who are, you know, running around in a Lamborghini or something like that, you know, which the Democrats decry, uh, you know, favoring the 1%, so to speak. And the Republicans, they love a good tax cut. And so we're not doing something that's going to affect the rich. We're not doing something that's going to uh, be, be against a Republican position. So it's a unifying one. But ultimately what it breaks down to is we're able to now argue that uh, it, essentially it was wrong to do it on their additional labor. So why is it not wrong to tax their labor, period? Um, So it kind of gets our foot in the door with that. Uh, that, That's one of the first things that I'd like to do is uh, abolish that tax Um, just to kind of make a point and further our agenda. Uh, Another one is I'd like to join forces with anybody who is willing to end the wars that have been going on in the Middle East, Uh, the the conflicts that have been going on have drawn on my entire adult life. Uh, Literally, I signed up for the Marines when I was 17 years old. And I was either in combat or training for combat for about the first close to a decade of my life. Uh, It was almost eight years that I served. And here I am where I'm looking at kids that are in their senior years right now that are getting sent uh, quite possibly off to combat as soon as they graduate high school to the very same conflicts and areas that I served in. you know the the those who were born after September 11th, 2001, um, that they're seniors this year, and so we're talking about two full generations of people who will be fighting in the same war, and I just find that uh, horrendous. And so I will be looking to try to push that narrative to get our troops home to bring, you know, those men and women who have been fighting hard uh, to. to be, be able to get some rest and hopefully uh, change some foreign policies so that we're not sticking our nose in everybody's business, uh, especially militarily. I mean, I'm all about free trade, um, you know, diplomacy, things like that. But when it comes to using our military, it really needs to only be in defense. Uh, the last one that I'd really like to push is, uh, or at least start pushing on, is ending the war on drugs. Um, As a matter of fact, I'd say victimless crimes overall. Um, You know, obviously nobody's going to disagree that a murderer or a rapist or somebody who, you know, steals from somebody's uh, house or car or whatever shouldn't have to face some sort of punishment. But what we're talking about are people that are, you know, consuming a plant byproduct or even a chemical byproduct. And as long as they aren't harming anybody else in that process, there really isn't a victim present. And since there's no victim present, why are we throwing them away in jail? And I would even say uh, the the same thing about, uh, you know, recently the Libertarian Party passed a new plank in the platform dealing with sex workers, and as long as both parties are consenting, I, I see absolutely no reason why either party should be placed in jail. Uh, and when we look at the overall benefits, I mean, it decreases human trafficking. It decreases violent crime. It actually, uh, when it comes to the drug end, you see a drastic reduction in uh, overdose deaths, in addiction rates, et cetera, uh, because people aren't afraid to come forward. Uh, that There's no risk of them going to jail if they try to seek help. And, and the same thing would be with the sex workers. if there was some guy who was beating on him and forcing him to work, or if there was human trafficking involved, they have an avenue where they do not have to fear reporting issues to the police. And so those are probably my three top that I would really like to start getting to work on right away uh, from day one that uh, I'd be sworn in.
0: Well, I think those are all acts that uh, pretty much most libertarians could easily get on board with. Uh, That leads me to my final question. It's a little bit of our curveball. Is there any one libertarian position or viewpoint that you either disagree with or maybe that you just don't know if you're fully on board with? Um, Is there anything out there that you know at least maybe sometimes gives you pause when talking about these ideas?
1: Uh, Not not so much that I disagree with them on a philosophical level. Um, As a matter of fact, a lot of people have called me a philosophical Uh, just, just because I believe that any avenue that you can go without the state is probably going to be the better option. Uh, government has a lot of corruption, waste, fraud, etc. And so, kind of using the free market is typically the better option, from my experience. Uh, where I divert a little bit, I would have to say my strongest diversion uh, from many people in the Libertarian Party. Uh, would be my stance on veterans. Uh, As of right now, uh, the the veterans who are serving, uh, they they were promised in their contracts that if they were injured, if they were harmed, uh, if something bad happened to them while they were serving, that there would be uh, the availability for them to receive, uh, you know, either financial help or maybe some educational help, uh, things like that. And so I think that at least with the current Uh, veterans. And so long as those contracts exist, we do need to continue to uphold promises that are made uh, to those individuals. And, you know, sometimes I do get some flack uh, on that issue from some libertarians. Um, But I would say that that's probably my biggest diversion uh, is uh, just standing up and saying, you know, we do need to uphold uh, what we promised uh, to, to those veterans.
0: All right, Craig. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and learning more about your campaign. Before I let you go, why don't you give everybody some more information about how they can reach out to your campaign, how they can volunteer and maybe send you some of that money to help you run this thing?
1: (laughs) Oh, sure. Uh, The the best way, if you want to sign up to volunteer, uh, and we definitely need people helping us with phones. We have 1.3 million names left to get through, so we could definitely use some help. Uh, just head to www.bowdenforsenate.com. And that is the number four, not the word. So bowdenforsenate.com. And you can also follow along on Facebook, just looking up for Craig Bowden and on Twitter at Bowden Senate.
0: All right, Craig Bowden, it's been a pleasure speaking to you on Candidates of Liberty. Wish you the best of luck with your campaign.
1: Thank you very much, Mark.
0: Take care, Craig. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Craig Bowden, certainly one of the higher profile Senate races out there involving Mitt Romney. So we want libertarians to focus as much attention as they can on these big races like the one that Craig Bowden is running. And uh this was recorded about a week and a half ago before it airs. So just an update as of now. Still no endorsement from Bill Weld for Craig Bowden. Just to update you on that one. But if you guys enjoy the work we are doing here, especially the extra work we are putting in to bring you this show, this Candidates of Liberty, little extra spin-off we're doing for a limited time, consider supporting us over on Patreon. You can find that over at patreon.com slash Liberty, And when you join our Patreon, not only do you get to have a nice warm feeling inside that you're helping us spread the ideas of liberty, helping us expand and grow this program, not only are you getting access to all sorts of extra bonus exclusive content, including tons of audio that we do, uh, the Conspiracy Corner program, we do the Degenerate Gambler Show, which is really uh, probably our most fun show because it really is supposed to be about gambling, but it's really just about old stories of our college days, and uh, we really get a great response to that one. And uh, of course, we have the monthly League of Liberty podcast with my friends Roger Paxson of the Lava Flow podcast, Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians, and Johnny Adams of Blast Off with Johnny Rocket and Raylene Lightheart. So we have so much great content Content, All that, including random bonus segments with guests, random drunken rants from Brian McWilliams. There is just endless, endless content you get for as little as $5 a month. Not only all of that, but you get to become a part of this community. You get access to uh, our Pride secret Facebook group, and you get to really be involved in the show. Of course, if you join at our $25 Mufasa level, you get to hop on a monthly conference call with us and quite literally uh, influence the direction of the show. So any level of support is greatly appreciated. But especially now that we are doing this extra, extra content in addition to our three show a week variety show, we certainly do appreciate any extra support we can get out there. So again, that's patreon.com slash lions of liberty. If you want to find the show notes for today's show featuring links to everything we discuss, you can head on over to lionsofliberty.com slash C O L four. Get it? Candidates of Liberty. This is episode four. It's that simple, folks. It really is. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if this is your first time finding Lions of Liberty. We have so much content to offer you each and every week. In addition to this Candidates Spotlight show we're doing every Tuesday, we have myself, Mark Claire, every Monday with our flagship Lions of Liberty program featuring interviews, conversations with Great leaders in the libertarian movement, as well as fun roundtable discussions, including the oh so popular libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. And then Brian McWilliams, every single Wednesday, brings you his weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land, while John odermatt wraps things up every Friday with his hard hitting look at the broken criminal justice system on Felony Friday. Until next time, folks, why don't you do me a favor and just, I don't know, live long? And live free?